Morning, everyone. Three past seven. It's SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Brent Costello with you alongside Tim Payne. Morning, Payne. Good morning, Brent. How are you, mate? Up and about. Finals footy has me in a very good mood. Did you watch it all? Watched most of it. Did you? Yeah, I was in, in and out for a little bit of it, but uh, no. What, mowing the lawns? Just kids stuff, mate. You know what it's like. Yeah, you know well, I had, like. um, I had birthday party. Did you? Yeah, Charlie Payne's five today, actually. Happy oh, birthday, Charlie. Happy birthday, Charlie. I have seen him this morning, but uh, we had the... Sort of friends, his friends won on the Saturday and then family won last night. So I'm a bit tired from all the socialising. Clearly Hammer and I not counted as family yet. We might get one to his sixth birthday Absolutely invitation. Absolutely not. <laughs> not. What's, a, what's a, a sixth birthday look like in the Payne household, please? Uh, uh, no, last night was just one of the family ones. So You'd have a party planner? and No, you, I wouldn't have wouldn't thought you? so. Yeah, Bonnie actually does that. She's a freak <laughs> at it. Um, Saturday was a good one. And you sort of go to one of those big park things mm-hmm. and had... Oh, his kids running wild everywhere, so... Yeah, very good. That was good. Got it done. And then, um, yeah, so little man's five today. Five today. Yeah. Does it make you feel old, Tim? Um, no. Okay, good. doesn't. Not yet. Good. I think once I'm 40. Mm. How old are you now? 40 in January. Mm, that's old. Mm. I'm feeling every bit of it, too. Oh, yeah. What yes. Big, what from, mate? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Physically Stiff or mentally? What are we talking about? No, just achy. All I'm the time. surprised with all the... Hosting and emceeing exactly, exactly. Knackered as well. Uh, plenty to talk about this morning. You can get us on the Kia Tassie open line. Call us on 1300 Hobart Kia movement that inspires. Text us as well 0437 552 Let us know what you got up to on the weekend. If you want to talk about the footy, if you want to talk about local footy, anything that's going on. Love to hear from you this morning. But we start with the preamble as we do each and every week. Now, I want to go back to Friday. Yeah, we missed we, this, didn't we? had too much on. We had too much on. It was in the rundown. But I think we need to start owning a few mistakes on the show. And full credit to Gareth Hall from SEN Track, who owned his mistake. And for those that missed it, it was a week or two ago when we were talking about the magician Tasmanian harness horse, of course, that did really well up at the Eureka at Menangle. Here's the audio for those that missed it. And then the Tasmanian Gareth, and I know this might be a sore point. After no, what just I've just seen on just media. Yeah, just just before you get stuck into myself, <laughs> the magician, we'll paint the story here, Ants. And hey, we've been critical of some other experts over the time, Ants, for getting it wrong, and um, we'll own up to our our bad judgment. There you go. So he said the magician would get lapped, I think was the exact words. Yes. We play, did we play that last week? I think we did yeah. when uh, With AJ, Jenkins was in here. Yeah. So he's he's put his head up and said, I've mucked up. And I like that. I respect that from someone that can do that. So how about the end of Friday's show, Tim? Run us through what happened, please, for those that, uh, that missed well, it. Well, did you, did you see Gareth also double down with a tweet, didn't he? Or an X? He did too. Yeah. He, he, did. Egg, he did. Egg well and truly on my face and couldn't be happier to get something so wrong. That was before his trial, I might add. Brilliant by Taz Racing to dream big. Well done to Todd, Barry, James Rattray and the mighty magician. Hopefully this inspires and ignites the Tassie industry. Really owned it. He did. I haven't seen Tassie spelt with a Y like that, though. No, that's not. not. T-A-S-S-Y. That's something our mate in the corner would write. Mm. Hamish, which leads us into our next one. Yes, the end of Friday's show. Owning our mistakes. Mm -hmm. Now, we've spoken a lot to Hamish about you as a professional Mm -hmm. and how you're very strict on how you like things done. You come in that door and you bark orders the moment you get in here. 
But one of the things we always talk about is you, you are Tasmania's Ron Burgundy. If it is on the rundown, you will read it. Absolutely. You expect it to be right if yep. it's in front That's of you. That's all. I mean, he's got four or five days between most shows just 100%. to proofread or get the auto grammar, whatever it is. Grammarly, yeah. Grammarly tool on his laptop, which I don't getting. think he's... Have you got it on yet? He's got that's, it on. Well, that's a that's an that's issue. even bigger worry then, isn't it? But anyway, I think we were doing our first ever toast of the week. Yep. And one of the drinks was the Willie Smith Bone Dry, which I believe live on air you called the Willie well, Smith's. We've got the audio. Oh, do we? Oh, let's, beautiful. Let's, yeah, play, let's play the audio. We're toasting Sam with the Willie Smith Bone Dry. <laughs> the Bone Dry. What is a Willie Smith Bond Dry? So just that's the first time I've actually heard it, other than live at the time. Well, to, to Can be you play fair, that again for me, please. We're toasting Sam with the Willie Smith Bond Dry. <laughs> to be fair, Tim, I've got Lincoln Moyer counting me down to get out of the show, so we time out right. So as I yeah. said, you expect things in the rundown Absolutely to be right when you you've got all this other stuff going on. But then to make it even worse, I can remember having a bit of a chuckle. At and we were talking about it off air, and just out of the corner of my eye, I could see him editing the thing as if it hadn't been there. Covering so not only tracks. did he make an error, not put his hand up to it, he then tried to to hide his mistake and put it on you. I know. I, and that's not the first time. I've called him out for it before. Have you? Continues to do it. You know what his reason was? I don't know if Hutchie goes back and checks these rundowns. Mm. Extraordinary. See, this is what happens. We, we, we give a young guy an opportunity... And we tries to throw us under yeah, the bus. We're just, wait, we, we grow together. We we own mistakes together on this show. We don't just delete and make poor old Brent go home going, geez, I've had a bad day there. <laughs> I've made my second ever mistake live. Oh. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Hamish, it's trust. Now, speaking of disappointing... Your live reads have been atrocious. Yeah. So they, have they they got, have, it's got worse. It has got worse as it's gone on. So live reads for those that don't know. It's a pandemic for me at the minute. We have to read. You'll hear that our live reads in the commercial breaks of the yeah. show, and we do those before the show. And often it takes Tim about ten to twenty goes to get it out. But but, but it's been a bit more bit bit more recent, hasn't it? It has it's definitely since, been a downhill. Since you had to read the Lynch medal votes out, mm. you've gone downhill and spiraled out of control since then. I feel like I'm just out of form, like I've got no confidence, and it's getting worse. It's and a problem. And, and to be fair, you've been open and honest with us and yep. said you've got a massive fear of reading. Always have. No, not reading. Reading in front of people. In front of people. Yep. So if you go back, I mean, we've all been at school mm. in English, and you have the class novel, and you have to read it out. Whenever the teacher was up the front and that, that came out, <laughs> I would just refuse to make eye contact with him because it, it, that was end of the world for me. If she said, Tim, can you start us off or can you pick up from the bottom of page 52? No, I can't. I cannot read What's the problem? in front of people. I don't know what it is. Even when we do live reads, I start to get a bit nervous. How'd you go as the, the captain of Australia when you had We're to read something? We're not reading stuff. stuff. Well, you would have at some point, though, surely. I don't know. Do you do a presentation at the Allen Border Medal or anything yeah, like I that? Yeah, I used to do a few a few of, of them the with the auto cue, but yeah. it was it's not reading, is it? It's more dot I would have it in a more dot point setup. Okay. Just as a reminder and then I okay. can free wheel, whereas these are word word for word. That's why I can never do your job. No. Well you've got to be Can you imagine good. me trying to read gotta be very good all the sponsor stuff and bring us in and out of that? I couldn't do it. <laughs> Now, the thing that got me, though, was off air this morning, we were talking about this, and you said it's quite funny at home with yourself and Bonnie. 
Yeah, it can be. I, I mean, I've got a five and six year old, so the books that I'm reading to them isn't all that difficult. But no. even with them, I constantly make mistakes. And Bonnie thinks it's hilarious. I do she, too. She wasn't going to say anything because she might be sort of over in the dining room, or whatever. I'll have them on the couch or vice versa, and you're reading, and then I just start to hear her laugh. And I'm thinking she must be watching something on her phone or whatever. No, she's just watching me <laughs> make mistakes with a five-year-old's book. But I, So now I like when Charlie picks the same book because I almost know him off by heart. So I don't make mistakes anymore. But oh, dear. Yeah, it's tough. It is. No, it is. I Facing your fears is, is difficult. What and you... I, t- I still front up Monday and Friday and I know it's coming. <laughs> I drive in and my heart's racing and I'm a bit sweaty. And I know that you and Hamish are going to sit there and laugh with your smug I, looks on I your face. And, on, and Link's down the line in Melbourne. And I've only met him a few times now face to face. But he must be thinking, I can't believe this bloke can't read. <laughs> and I can read. It's just not in front of people. No. No. The thing I like about it though, you, you do it, you laugh. And then I, it makes me laugh. And you <laughs> tell me not to laugh when you laugh first. Oh, goodness me. Now, did you catch this news over the weekend too? Bear Robinson. Not on our show anymore mm. after not tipping well, so well. Isn't he? Well, I thought he, I'd, yeah. I'd still like to get him on, but he's made a choice. I'd say he's part of the furniture. He's made a choice though. Has he? What, what's happened? He's gone back, back to Saturdays in Tassie. For he's missed us so much. Oh, I thought he was doing, I saw, I heard he was doing a bit with Miles on. Um, he was doing that. On SEN track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's branching out, is he? Well, that's what my ears heard on the weekend. In the network. In the SEN network. He thought, stuff you two, I'm going back to okay. Saturday. All right. Well, the word you used, the going back, might upset <laughs> them, Brent. You've had this issue with them before. Just say, he's going to Saturday. Going back as it's if not a like he's step. been on there before, surely. I don't know if he has. I don't know there, actually. Just, you should clarify that. I should. Um, well, well, that's good. I, I might, if he's been on the SEN network, what I'll do is I'll actually have a listen to his work and see how he's going and, and maybe we, we put the call in. And see if he's ready to come back. back. Is, do you think he's a bit upset? I don't with know us? if he want to come back. I don't really want to annoy him. Well, that's why he's gone elsewhere. Anyway, well, he had his chances. He had to tip correctly. Damien Wright got a couple. I think Damien Wright's been sacked this week as well, so he's not on his own. Is he? No, already's going okay. Well, it didn't win. Had to run a, run a place, didn't it? That was your rules. Well, under the inevitable too. Second. Well, speaking of the bear, he would have been. I would imagine he would have been there, wouldn't he? Sydney? Was it Sydney? Yeah. Rose Hill. He would have been there. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the Key Tassie open line this morning. Text us 0437 What is your greatest fear? Tim just shared with us that his greatest fear is reading in front of people. Have you got any? Have you got... Mm, what? Oh, I don't like mice. Really? No. A man of your size yeah, no. doesn't like they, mice. They give me the creeps. They give me the creeps. Well, yeah, they, they give us the creeps, but they're not... No, no, I mean... Well, I did catch I mean, do you one. you jump on the table when they come in and let Alison clean it up? Well, get it out. Yeah, kind of. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> we have one at home. So I had to have a fear of a snake. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm scared of them all. We had one at home a, a few months ago and we did manage to catch it, but there was a stage where I was screaming like a little girl mm. and on the bed, Goodness standing man. up, trying to get away from it. Um, texting here on the Kia Tassie open line this morning. My son had his 18th on the weekend. Breno's son was there and had the greatest main mullet in Tasmania. And I believe Brent is very jealous. Well, David, thanks for your text. I can tell you I'm not jealous of that thing, whatever you call it. Why would you be with your melon? Exactly. 
this beautiful, beautiful head of hair. Exactly Flowing right. Flowing at the moment. <laughs> probably overdue for a haircut. 0437 552 Let us know what happened on your weekend, what your greatest fear is. Uh, tell us about the footy, whatever you like, because we've got a big show ahead this morning as well. Jess Wooshner from Essendon is going to be talking AFLW with us in the second hour. Later on this hour, though, we're going to talk to James Leake. Obviously, Tasmanian draft fancy later this year. Had another good game for the Devils on the weekend as they made the preliminary final in the Coats League. Going to talk to Matty Reid from Taz Racing as well. Next week. Next, oh, not this. On Friday. Friday is your big live. day. Your big day. When was the last, time, first... you, was the last time you played was the great cricket game? Is that your last yep. proper game of cricket? Yeah. That well, was I, back I was, in March. I was hitting them all right against Streety at front, though, <laughs> to be fair. Mate, anyone could hit them all right against Streety. Um, but what's that? Next, this Friday. Kia. Kia. Outside broadcast, Seven inside though, aren't we? You've got to register though. If you want to face Tim Payne, oh sorry, you're going to be facing them, aren't they? They're going to be yes. bowling at you. Yes. So if you'd like to do that on Friday, hit up, uh, where, where are they registering, Hammer? A link, a link on our socials. You've got to register for your time slot. It's going to be that popular. We don't have time slots for this. You I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I, I reckon, I think it did say on, on our socials that it was like 8 to 8.30. But I think since I've been away a few times, you've shown that you can run the show a little bit by yourself. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been very good. Mm-hmm. So Thank I you. think if people are coming by, going to school or work at any time between 7 and 9, pop into Kia Hobart and I'll be ready to go. Look out. I can come on and off air to suit anyone's times. Okay, there you go. Good prizes on offer too. You can come down and win a prize Friday morning at Kia. Looking forward to being there. Looking forward to the rest of the show as well. After this... We have a look at some of the AFL so far from the opening round of finals. That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Could have taken possession. He gave it to Warner. Lloyd span into a tackle from Cripps and he gets the free. Little things can become big things and this could become a big thing if Cripps kicks it. It's a big thing. It's a really, really, really big thing. Yeah, hot start to the final series for Carlton, who escaped with the win against the Sydney Swans back on Friday night. Gee, it was an exciting weekend of footy. We saw the Giants continue on their merry way. Gee, they've had a good back half of the season, knocking off the Saints. And then, of course, uh, Brisbane just doing what they do at the Gabba and locking in a home prelim final. So plenty to dissect out of all that. Were Port Adelaide as bad as people were saying? I mean, I know the second, the end of the game. Yeah. I thought... thought Right up until that stage where they made the sub and then they had a hamstring and then an ankle. Yeah, I thought bad it was timing. pretty tight. Yeah, it was. Until that point. Yeah, that's a fair shot. I didn't think they were that bad. Jeez, Brisbane are going to be hard to beat, though, aren't they? The up there they are. <laughs> they just but got it, to, had a win at the MCG. That's well, the they need and they need to win a prelim. Yes, that's right. They've that lost first. a few. That's right. And they that's have. a stumbling block. Mentally, I reckon, for them. So yep. they're trying to talk up their chances a bit more. Did you even say Fags think will be hard to beat for the flag? Which in the last few years, they haven't been mm. like that. Everyone likes to try and fly under the radar, I reckon, in Just prelims. But they, they've they certainly lost prelims that they probably probably could have and should have won in the past three, four years. Haven't lost at the Gabba this year. Feels like something a little different about uh, them in 23. Do you want that, though? Do you want to be going mm, into a prelim that where you've... I wouldn't say they've... Tr- well, you could say they've probably choked a little bit or the, the occasions got to them. So they'll have Melbourne and Melbourne or Carlton up there. You wouldn't want Melbourne, I don't reckon. I don't think you would. No. I've liked Melbourne since um, Jesus Webley came on that day and explained why he thought they were still a premiership threat. Yep. 
And I think they could be. Do you find it as well? I mean, slightly off topic, but so Melbourne are still quite uh, obviously deep in the finals, and Brody Grundy's off talking to other clubs. Very Isn't bizarre. That bizarre. It is, and prob- and it's got out. And Port Does Adelaide it, have got their attention on that too. Like, why? Why would that? I know about- there was the week off. I know, but, but still, you worried about winning a flag, or you worried about next year? That's it's weird. Yeah, on both fronts. Yeah, and for it to get out whilst well, you, surely you still, if you're Melbourne, you're not picking him. No. I'd be absolutely furious. But anyway, back on. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought that was strange myself. Can the Giants do any more damage in this final series off to Port Adelaide this Saturday night? I think they can. Port would be worried about it. Oh, absolutely. You Speaking don't want to, of records you don't want to go in, in straight sets again. No, yeah. Yeah, that's a difficult con- matchup. That's for them. always been the, the knock, hasn't it, on, on Kenny Hinckley, their finals record, and they, the fact that they cannot get it done. And what if they do go out in straight sets and they've re signed him? Well, I, get, I think their team's in a pretty good spot. Mm. I know they said they were. Been a, bit, in a pretty they good were spot a bit for a stiff, while, haven't they? They just haven't got the depth. If you listen to the absolute AFL experts, which mm-hmm. we're certainly not, but um, I think the core of their young group is is very, very good, yeah. and they're going to be continually building in the next three or four years. Tell you what, throw Brody, Brody into that team as well. Yeah, makes them pretty, pretty bloody good. Yeah, yeah. Jury's out on him for me. Yeah. Well, just as you know. I just don't like what he's done. Okay. Fair don't enough. Don't like it. Bit of a whinge. Let us know your thoughts. He's not getting his way. 0437-552-535 is our text line. Did you find it odd that Brody Grundy is meeting with Port Adelaide when the campaign's still going for both of those clubs in 2023? Do you think he's overrated, overrated Brody Grundy? Let us know. What What are we? What are our thoughts on the on the tribunal? Particularly the three that have been... Well, as we said the other day, it had to be that or nothing really, didn't it? So that'll go and... But Michael Christian was going to let it slide. Is that true with the Maynard one? Yeah, and then Laura Kane allegedly got involved. The new... Which apparently is boss. something that can be done and has been done in the past, maybe once. So is this the AFL covering its own butt? Looks like it. In case any legal things happen. So he's now been cited. So he goes in front of... A tribunal. Yep. Which is who? Well, is that the sort of thing the past player, few past players are on? I assume so. I'm not sure who's on the tribunal these days, but yeah. Just going to be interesting though to see what happens. It's really, it's divided the whole footy community. I was listening to Kane Corns this morning and he said, if you're a former player, you probably understand that that probably shouldn't be anything. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are split well, down A the lot line. of people saying, oh, it's a split second decision. It is. Well, it's, not, it's not though. It's not even that. No. It's not. A, you're right. Exactly. You've got two it's guys running that. full pelt, pelt at each pelt at each other. Mm. That's not a split second. And, you, and he's in the air. You, you can't actually stop once you're in the air. You got to. You got to go somewhere. And if he goes, what's he supposed to do? Just spread eagle and mm. and bang heads. Like you got to protect yourself in some way. Yep. Yeah. No. Look. Uh, and but I don't like the fact you put a something in a process in place and you've got people there to do a job. They say it's okay. It's a footy act. We're not even going to put him up. And then you just come over the top of it. Mm. Yeah. You get Van Royen with an elbow. Yep. Who gets, I believe one week deliberate elbow to the head. And then Martin sort of one of those ones where they come in and sort of, I mean, he did try and it's whack him, but he hasn't tried face. to whack him in the head. He hasn't tried to hit him in the head. Whereas I think the elbow was only going to the head. Mm. It's one of those ones where it's kind of one of those hit, and tackle mm. at the same time. It was late. He had a choice. 
he should get rubbed out, but two? Like, what was the difference between those two? Is it yeah impact? Is it? I mean, they're both in the in the head. One gets one week, one gets two. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think of the tribunal decisions over the well, the MRP? Uh, what am I trying to say? MRP decisions over the weekend. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. You can call us as well. Thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Hobart Kia. Movement that inspires. A couple of texts in here. One from Brad that's backing you up, Tim. I can't speak at my club trophy presentation because everyone in the room is watching me. Thanks for your text this morning, Brad. And uh, another fear here. Can't do a Huntsman, boys. My wife takes care of them at home. (laughs) Had one on the inside of my driver's side window one morning when I pulled up at an intersection. I put the car into park. Jumped out the passenger side door, grabbed a guitar from the back seat and took care of business. If that spider had escaped into the car, I would have been sold right from that intersection. Thank you for your text this morning. Let us know who you are too when you text in and where you're listening to us from. We'd love to know on the Kia Tassie open line 0437 552 535. We're off to new sport and weather now. On the other side of it, Matty Reid from Taz Racing joins us. Run through your little trade list there for us. Got time, I'm, I'm going off Hammer's run sheet. We're two minutes behind time already, Tim. We'll have to come back to that. We've got ages to talk about trade period. Okay. Just like Brody Grundy does. Apparently. Yeah, have to do it now. No, you've got to get it done now before the finals. <laughs> Here's the new sport and weather for you. 7.32 here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Now, foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.com.au. And thanks to Taz Racing. Matty Reid joins us on the line. G'day, Matt. Morning, Bruno. Morning, Pony. Ready? how are you? Nice to talk to you this morning. Now, let's start with the inevitable. What a huge result it was at Rose Hill on Saturday. Second in the Group 2, Theo Marks. A great result. Yeah, absolutely. He was sensational, Breno. Uh, just terribly exciting to see the, the little fella back there. I guess there's always a question, mate, particularly with older horses when they go out for a spell and how they're potentially going to come back next time. But he was clearly as good as he was last campaign. Unfortunately, just knocked off by one that got a, a cushy run behind the leader. Uh, the Inevitable's closing sectionals were, were really as, as good as a horse can go. So uh, he's going to head to bigger and better things up there in Sydney, this preparation. Uh, unless things have changed, and they may well have, I think his sort of first grand final is going to be the King Charles, which is a $5 million race on October 14 up there in Sydney. <laughs> so uh, we can't wait to see him step out. He'll probably be another couple of weeks until his next run. Really, what about in Devonport yesterday, mate? Apprentice jockey, Erica Byrne Burke rode half of the eight winners. It's a huge day out. Yeah, absolutely, Pony. Yeah, she was on fire and uh, a lot of those for her master, Adam Trinder. But I think that'd be almost a PB for Erica. Eight races, four wins and a terrific achievement for an apprentice jockey. But yeah, another three winners yesterday for Adam Trinder from just five starters at the races. He's shot clear early for the trainer's premiership. He's got 10 wins. The next best is on four. And I guess more impressively from the Trinder stable is that his 10 winners have come from just 17 starters. So an outrageous strike rate of nearly 60% for Adam. Um, He might be best placed to sort of capitalise on a changing trainer's premiership landscape with Scotty Brunton not training. Maybe it'll be a maiden premiership for Adam Trinder. But we do have a long way to go. We're only six weeks into the season. Let's go to Greyhounds, Matty. Uh, Tassie will have a rep in the Group 3 SA Oaks later in the week. Winburn Honey, uh, booked a place in the final, trained by Ben England, of course. Tell us about that, please. Yeah, he's a, he's a great trainer, Ben England. He's had some really good dogs over time. I'll only go back a couple of seasons to, 
to see Wimburn Sheen and everything he did here and interstate as well. But, yeah, he took a couple to South Australia last Thursday night, did Ben. Wimburn Dozer didn't do any good in the derby heats. But Wimburn Honey uh, sort of missed the start but was still far too good in the Oaks heat. So the Group 3 finals on Thursday night there in South Australia at Angle Park. Uh, we're waiting on the box draw, but she'll be a massive chance of, of picking up that race based on what she did in the heats. Uh, $25,000 to the winner. And locally tonight in Launceston, lads, there's a, a really good meeting there, headlined by the, the Cheryl King Ladies Bracelet, one of the features on the Launceston calendar. So a uh, new week of racing kicks off with a good program up there in Launceston tonight. Already you gave us a couple of tips, I think, on Friday. Can you oh, just no. give us a little bit of a recap? I'm not sure they were successful. That's <laughs> my first question. And second one, have you heard from AJ? Because we've had him on the show a few times, and we feel like since then he's blanked us, to be honest. <laughs> no, well, AJ was away on the weekend, hence I got the call-up. And the call-up might be short-lived, Painty. <laughs> no, we were impressed with I you. Gave you. The, uh, the tips were horrendous. Um, one <laughs> failed to beat a runner home, and the other one... Uh, finish fourth. So, yeah, I'll, I'll cop that on the chin. We'll I wear did that. flick it on for a quick watch, about, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, the, the good uh, the good thing about racing pony is that they're always on again the following week. So, Correct. Uh, we'll do <laughs> Correct. better. But, um, AJ, I think he might be back this week, and I'll, I'll pass something on to you fellas just to, to raise with him. Just something that might have transpired on the bus on the way back from mm. the Eureka, but I'll let you Ooh. just raise that with AJ next time you Thank chat you. with him. Just quickly before we let you go, where's the nickname Snap come from, please? Uh, Snapper is a very, very old football nickname, Breno, when I was a little forward pocket for the Sorrell Eagles back in the day, snapping uh-huh. them over my shoulder. Was about <laughs> okay. foot, about Around a, the body kind of man. Stuck too. Yeah, about a foot shorter than the, than the next tallest player. And unfortunately, I haven't grown much since then. But so, yeah, <laughs> snap, snap stuck with me and I think I'll have it for life now. All right, Matt Snap Reed, thanks for joining us on the show this morning. And of course, it's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. Gaptaz.com.au, more than a sport, more than an industry. Visit it's whileweerace.com.au. Talk to you Friday, Snapper. Thanks, lads. Have a good week. There he goes, Matt Reed from Taz Racing, joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. We're off to a break on the other side of it. James Leake, the superstar young devil, joins us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Good Oh four three seven double five two five three five is our text line for the Kia Tassie open line. A couple in here. G'day, Payne and Brent. Re Martin suspension. Carlton. Two weeks is correct. You can't go into a contest like that with a swinging well, you arm. You can't. But you also can't elbow someone in the head and get one week. That was my thing. One's two and one's one. I, I think they're similar. Thanks for your text, Daniel. Another one here too. Michael Christian is borderline cheating with his MRO findings. That's from Craig. Thanks for your text this morning, Craig. It's certainly... Who doing Craig supports? <laughs> what team is he? Yeah, good question. I'm not sure. Hey, we've got to get to a superstar now who joins us on the line. He was a massive part of the Devils' big win on the weekend over Gippsland, and they're into a prelim final as well. He's been touted as a number one draft pick later this year. It's James Leake. Welcome to the show, James. Hey boys, thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you, mate. Uh, tell us about the weekend's win. It was a, a ripper. It looked at times that um, it might have been tough for you guys to get the W, but you got it done and you're in uh, to the prelim final, as I said. Yeah, I think it's just, um, I guess, the feeling across the whole group is just really excited to be in a prelim final, I think. Um, it was a real arm wrestle of a game against Gippsland, sort of that a bit on top of us early on. Um, so, yeah, for the boys to fight back and sort of even out the contest throughout the game and get a few things sort of going our way and then to um, 
come away with a win with something that was, yeah, just a really big credit to the group for the way they thought it out, yeah. So, James, the second year in a row we've made the prelim. Do you feel like the team's in a better place to go a step further or two steps further this season? Yeah, I think so. I think the way Des has sort of just got us all buy-in to the brand of football um, is a big credit to him and just the coach that he is. Um, I was involved with the with the team last year in their prelim final. But, um, yeah, I think the group's just in a really good spot to have a crack to, um, yeah, fight, fight it out um, to hopefully get the win this week. And I think, um, yeah, the boys are just really excited there. Yeah. Talked about Jeremy Webley there. We've had him in the show. Can you tell us what, what are his strengths? He's done an amazing job since he's taken over the Devils, I think, a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. What, what's, what makes him a really good coach? Um, I think he's just a really good people person. Like He's really good at sort of building relationships with each player um, and understanding each player. And I think that just gives the player lots of sort of belief in themselves and, um, yeah, just belief in their own ability that when they sort of are given the opportunity on game day that they're going to, um, yeah, try their best for Jazz and they're just going to give it a crack, I think. And also, he's just a, a really good football brain, obviously having lots of experience, um, been on an AFL list for a few years. He's just got a really good football brain and has got us sort of playing a brand of football that um, stacks up against lots of other coach league teams, yeah. James, really interested in your growth growth as a player this season. Uh, you've probably gone from not being um, on many draft watchers' radars probably, but now being touted as a number one uh, round pick potentially. Um, yeah. how, how does that make you feel? Um, yeah, it's sort of been an interesting year for me. I sort of came into the year with sort of most of the attention on dudes like Cole McCurch and Jack Callanan, rightly so, as they'd sort of had a really good um, year in the coach league the year prior. But for me, I think it was just about, I guess, putting my best foot forward at the start of the year and just sort of, uh, yeah, I did fly under the radar. So it took a little bit of pressure off and I was able to just go out there and play football, which, which is what I love to do the most. So, um, yeah, it sort of has been sort of different the last sort of month or two having a bit more attention after the allies but I think for me it's just about keeping it simple and understanding that I've just got to finish the year really strongly um, obviously got final this week and then the combine later on so it's just about doing all, all the right things and then sort of giving myself the best chance of getting drafted yeah and how do you keep yourself grounded I guess it must be hard can you take our listeners inside yeah. being a, a young Tassie footballer and now being talked yeah. about as a first round pick trying to still yeah. do your job for the Devils but um, you know, you obviously must be dreaming that your name's read out. Yeah, definitely. I think it's all just a very exciting time for lots of um, young blokes around Tasmania who are a, ch- a chance of getting drafted, I guess. So I think for me, like, I've still got school five days a week, so that sort of takes up a lot of my time. And so studying hard and using that as a tool to sort of um, take my mind off football has probably been a good one. And then sort of just using the support of your family who are always there for you, I think has been sort of the main things that has sort of helped me just sort of... Um, yeah, just focus on football and just stay grounded, yeah. Now, what about James as well? The clubs, do you, do you speak to clubs a lot or have you had not much contact with them particularly? What, where's that at? Um, yeah, I've had a, a few clubs come, come to my house and then there's also Zoom meetings. So I've had, yeah, enough sort of um, chats with clubs. I still get quite nervous talking to them, but I'm sort of getting used to it a little bit more now, yeah. What's the most difficult question you've been asked? We hear a lot about some of the, the weird and um, wacky questions you get asked as a player. Yeah, you do get a few sort of different ones. Um, one that comes to mind was a particular club asked me to name their whole sort of back six or something that sort of threw me off a bit. Um, <laughs> but I did okay and I was able to answer it well, so that was good. But 
Yeah, you do get some some weird ones that do sort of bury you a little bit, but no, that's right. <laughs> Just making sure you're paying attention, aren't they? <laughs> now, mate, tell yeah. us what's your preferred position. You like to go forward, or are you happy to stay um, back? If you had a choice. Yeah, I sort of played play a little bit of everywhere. So yeah, in my juniors, I played a lot of sort of more more forward and a little bit of midfield. But that's sort of been the last last year in TSL, and then this year at the start, I'm playing mostly back line. So I think probably back line for my number one spot, but then. Playing forward the last few weeks has been um, yeah really good, and I guess I've keep looking at that, and it's just good to sort of show, show that versatility. I think yeah, bit easier down there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so I've been well fed. Yeah, I'm trying to Star Devil James Leake is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. We, we talked about the clubs you might have spoken to, James. Who do you support at the moment? I'm a doggy supporter. I've just yeah been a diehard doggies fan since probably four or five years old. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. You happy keeping beverage? <laughs> yeah, He's got to be careful here, Tim. <laughs> Have you spoken to the dogs? Yeah. Um, I've got to chat come up with them in a few weeks, so oh, I'll make sure to put on my best performance there. <laughs> yeah, make sure you know they're back six. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what would that mean? I mean, you, you, as you say, a lifelong dog supporter. I mean, it's a, a one in 18 chance, I suppose, that you go there, but uh, that would just be a dream come true, wouldn't it, if you can pull on the, the red, white and blue? Yeah, it would be. I guess it's probably pretty unlikely, obviously, with there being 18 teams and they're just one of them. But, yeah, obviously being a doggy supporter would be yeah, a dream come true, I guess. I'd probably fanboy over Bond a little bit, but um, I'd, it'd, it'd be good fun, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And before that, obviously winning a premiership with the Devils would be right at the top of your list. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the main focus at the moment. Like, we obviously have the prelim this week, and then uh, if, we, if we play well enough, we... Obviously, go to a grand final, which would be pretty pretty cool to achieve. So I think we're just as a group just really excited and keen to sort of get out there this weekend, and then yeah, just go from there and see how we go. I guess you can see some ranges. Got a text here on the Kia Tassie open line for you, James. Morning, boys. Ask James about his Sartus final mark and go away. I did too yesterday. That's from Glossy. Thanks for your text, Glossy. Run us through that, please, James. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was our school grand final down to Pat's probably a few months ago. Now I think. Um, it was a really close game the whole way against Hutchins. Um, yeah, and then I sort of got to the last few minutes and I was a little down by goal and I was lucky enough to take a, yeah, a reasonable a mark. Sit on um, some heads. 30, 40 seconds left and kicked the goal and then we went to overtime and we were lucky enough to get the win, which was, yeah, really, really cool moment, I guess, for all my schoolmates. So, yeah. I'll tell you what I loved about it was the background. Did you see his schoolmates that were sort of behind the goals <laughs> when he took the hanger? They all come, they actually came onto the ground into the goal square <laughs> yeah. then we went back and slotted it. So, dealt with the pressure <laughs> yeah. beautifully. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah. there's plenty of pressure for you coming up in the next few months, I assume, mate. So, uh, we really look forward to seeing how it all plays out for you. Thanks so much for your time. And um, I got a text from your, your teacher, Dave Moore, last night saying you better make sure he's off air in time to get to school. So uh, we're letting you <laughs> yeah. go now so you can get there and, and do yeah. your work. But thanks for your time this morning. Good luck for the months ahead, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers. James Leake there, a star devil who is a big sniff of going in the first round of the AFL draft later this year. Great to get some insights of these young guys, Tim, isn't it? Before I tell you they what, the big time? I think we've had two or three devils on now. And obviously they've all been touted as first-round draft picks, but the way every single one of the kids that have come on from that program has spoken is an absolute credit to them and the Devils program. Not definitely. only making good footballers, but impressive young men. Definitely, definitely well said. Uh, 1342 is our number you can call us on for the Kia Tassie open line. Hobart Kia movement that inspires Texas as well. 0437 555 You might have a question for our guest in the second hour, Jess Wooshner from the Essendon Footy Club.
Yeah, or we we're talking about our fears, which now our producer over in the corner thinks is funny. So I laid out there that I have a fear, and then I'm I not, check social media, and he's I'm not putting the bloopers about reel out. I think it's inappropriate. To be fair, you've been open and honest with us this morning about your Lay fear, it, and put hey, your heart on the line, a, and then he just comes and stomps on it. Sizzle reel. He's put together your best work. That was a that was a tough morning. Blow blow. He's <laughs> he's really rough morning. After we've clipped him this morning, he's come and dished that up. Oh, maybe he's he's starting to fight back. Maybe. We've got to get to a break. Coming up next, we wind up the first hour of the show here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Good morning. 0437-552-535 is how you can get hold of us on this Monday morning on the text. Thanks to Kia. Hobart Kia movement that inspires. And that's where we'll be on Friday morning this week, Tim, as you hit in, have a hit in the nets yep. and all of our listeners can come and bowl at you if they want to. Yeah, I might have to have a hit. I might go to uni training on Thursday night, actually, just to make sure I'm ready to go. We've had some feedback on the socials over the weekend uh, from people that would like to have a go at you. We have, but I just need to know what I'm coming up against. Is it a tennis ball? Is it a credit ball? Am I fully kitted up? Good question. Hammer? Got any insights there? No? Doesn't know? I'll bring the full kit just in case. Now, this one from Harry Nichols has come in. The H, yep. If I bring my wanger, it's not even a challenge. Bunny... Left or right. <laughs> Another Harry one. Wang's absolute pies. <laughs> Honestly, I could. I think he's saying left or right, I could bat and handle Harry's little wangers. From Burrow Downey, get Nick Payne down there to try and knock him over with a half-tape tennis ball. Well, he's tried for a long, long time to <laughs> no success, so it might be his chance to come down and win some prizes. From Nick Payne, I'm not the greatest stroke player in the world, Burrow, but I leave well and my bat and pad are always close together. Hashtag rock solid defence. Yeah, well, from, I don't know about that. From stickers? His cricket is similar to his footy. Like, he, he, with cricket, he could block, which, let's be honest, most people can. And with <laughs> footy, he could tackle, which wasn't, you know, <laughs> the idea of footy is going to get the ball, isn't it? <laughs> from stickers, always had trouble with the left armors. Thanks, stickers. That is true. I think Dougie Bollinger got me out probably 25 times. <laughs> so if you're a left armor and you're on your way to school and you feel like winning some prizes, then I'd get to Kia on Friday because you you'd know, be every chance. If you can swing one down the line, you'll get me in the shin. You know who's a left arm bowler, don't you? Well, yeah, but you've got to bowl forwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't be batting at mid on. <laughs> and uh, last one here from Dave Shepherd. Um, <laughs> better have that. a lot of prizes in response to if you knock Payne over, you get a prize. Yes. Well, you got the rundown in front of you again there. How do we spell we both know Shep? That's mm, wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. That's an A S H A P P A R D. I don't think that's how you spell that's it. But anyway, spell it. Thank you, Hammer. Get that Grammarly on that laptop, please, Hamish. Well, we've got a big second hour of the show coming up for you shortly. The US Open final underway as we speak. So our man Brett Phillips will bring us right up to speed on what's happening at the US Open. We've got a bit of cricket to talk about. We've got questions Djokovic without the first questions without notice as well. We've got to pay for our parking. Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. I'll probably have to read that out. Did I? That's just on the rundown. Uh, Jess Wooster too will join us from the mighty Essendon AFLW side who've started the season very, very nicely indeed. That's all after new sport and weather here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're hosting Sam with the Willie Smith Bond Dry. SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. And, of course, the US Open is on as we speak, Timmy. And Novak Djokovic has taken out the first set over there 
in New York and joining us on the line now to talk about it. And of course, the US Open is now streaming on Stan Sport right now as we speak. Every match ad free centre court in 4K and the Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.tennis. BP Brett Phillips joins us. G'day, BP. Yeah, morning, Brett. Morning, Tim. Uh, look, it's a, it's a good contest. We'd expect nothing less. A battle of attrition. In fact, uh, Medvedev just had his first breakpoint opportunity for the entire match, which uh, Novak's managed to save here. So, as you mentioned, 6-3 Djokovic. He's such a, a great front runner in his tennis matches. He's laid the foundation. He was at the three-love really quickly in the match and set the scene. And this second set, we've had some long exchanges, long points, long games. Uh, Djokovic has got it back to uh, juice on his serve to try and get it to four all in this second set. So this is huge for Medvedev. He just can't go two sets to love down against this man. And if Djokovic does take the second set, uh, the fat lady is up uh, just getting into the chorus, I reckon, uh, nice and sweetly. But look, it's a great match. All the celebs are courtside. It's celeb watch. They're all there. And, uh, you know, New York is, um, is uh, putting on a pretty good finale right now. What about the women's final, mate? Coco Goff, I believe it is. Has won her first Grand, Tam- Grand Slam title at 19 years of age. Yeah, it's continued the theme of young US Open women's singles champions. So in 2019, you had a 19-year-old Andrescu from Canada. Naomi Osaka was 20 in 2020 when she won. The one that blew our mind, the 18-year-old Emma Raducanu, 221. Iga Fiontek was 21 last year and won. And then... 19-year-old Coco Goff, so it shows that uh, the older player a little weary when it comes to the final major of the year, and the uh, the young pups uh, certainly take advantage. But look, she is a fabulous player. She's up to world number three. You know, tough to win at home with the pressure. She was a set down in the match, but gee, she held her nerve. I mean, her opponent, Arena Sabalenka, who's been the best player of the year, world number one as of today, semi-finals or better in all majors but she made 46 unforced errors in that match and just gave away a lot of points. And you know, since she went out first round at Wimbledon, Coco Goff, the whole American summer, she went 18-1. and one. Uh, She won a 500, a 1,000 tournament, and now a major. And Brad Gilbert came in after Wimbledon, the man who guided Andre Agassi to the bulk of his Grand Slam titles, Andy Roddick. He's a master coach, great analyst on ESPN. The best fist bump if you walk past him, he'll always give you one, Brad, whoever you are, and... <laughs> Uh, he and Coco Goff have struck a chord, so the master coach and uh, a young lady that we're going to be seeing a hell of a lot more of for the next uh, 10 to 15 years. And just back on the Joker, too, BP, before we let you go, what would that be? Four yep. US Opens, 24 Grand Slam title wins. Yeah. It's quite something, isn't it? Well, look, he's cherishing all of these, uh, Brent, because, you know, he doesn't know. Uh, and whilst he still looks sort of superhuman in a lot of ways, he knows that, you know, Federer broke down really quickly and the Dale's sort of broken down. It could happen overnight, even though he, his body shape, uh, he's probably out of the three, he's been the most meticulous with diet, preparation, all the one percenters, and he looks like he could play till he's 40 and could break all sorts of records, but who knows what's going through his mind and you just don't know when the next Grand Slam opportunity is going to come, so... He wants to, you know, get to 24, which is a huge number in tennis because that's where Margaret Court sits on the women's side. Serena, with all her attempts, could not get to 24 and equal it. So it's a significant number. I think he really wants 25 to be the greatest male or female player. So there's plenty driving, uh, yeah, the Serbian right now. Absolutely. Well, BP, we've loved your updates the last few weeks, mate. Thanks so much for your time and enjoy the rest of the final. Indeed. Thank you, guys.
Brett Phillips, our tennis expert here at SEN. And, of course, the US Open is now streaming on Stan Sport. Every match ad-free centre court in 4K. Painting, let's go to some cricket news. Australia, another commanding ODI win over South Africa a couple of days ago. And our man, Marnus, who was left out of the initial World Cup, scored 124 to secure his second Player of the Match award for the series. Now, you talk about locks, but surely now he can't be left out of that team. Or squad, I should say. Building a serious case, isn't he? But um, it's got to be, if you're George Bailey and uh, Tony Donovan, how do you make the change? I know they were provisional squads that they had to name, but I wonder, was the communication before that to the people, we we have to pick a 15-man squad, this is not Mm finalised, or was it, congratulations, you're in? Well, you'd know better than anyone. What would it have been? I don't know with a provisional squad like that. Mm. I've only I went to a World Cup once and the squad was just named for both. Maybe T20 you can tell half your list. Congratulations that you're in. Yeah, you'll, half you'll be definite. You yeah, potentially, but then that's a bit dangerous, isn't? Because they're going to be talking. Well, think, but his case is becoming irresistible, is it you, not? You've got to have him in. I mean, Josh Inglis is a guy we spoke about potentially coming out if you didn't want the backup wicket, but he also walked out and smacked fifty off. Of 37, and as I spoke about, he's a slightly different player to Manus. He's that sort of 360, can play all the shots. He reverse scoop Rabada at one stage over the short third man's head. Um, so, again, a slightly different dynamic of player than, than what Manus is. But as we've, we've spoken about a few times, if it's a lower scoring game, or well, Manus showed that it's 124 of 90 odd balls. So, he's, he has got that gear when he's playing at his best. And that's what I said weeks ago. If he is playing at his best, he, he just has to be in that squad. Definitely. But at whose expense? Yeah, good question, isn't it? It probably is the backup wicket keeper, I think. Because everyone else you kind of need there mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Yep. Hey, uh, this got my eye on the weekend. Uh, Mignon Dupriya has joined the Brisbane Heat in the WBBL. This is a head-scratcher for me. I don't understand why the Hurricanes wouldn't why have gone so? down that path. Well, I know what you said, that she's not playing for a country anymore. But she was so good for the Hurricanes last year, leading run scorer for the team. Brisbane has obviously seen something there that they like. Um, I just don't understand why you wouldn't look at her again. Well, they probably did look at her. But like I said, I think a few teams kept picks up their sleeve because you can make the deal outside. So maybe she's just got paid more money. Simple as that, you reckon? Potentially. And we know Lizelle Lee lives in... And we, had, yeah, and we also had, we, I mean, the Hurricanes had the chance to take her in the draft, mm-hmm. I would imagine. So obviously they prioritised different players, mm-hmm. but she certainly played well for the Hurricanes. Yes. But we haven't won the title. So do you keep bringing people back that aren't getting you over the hump? So maybe that's another reason they've gone in a, in a different direction. We mentioned the Devils boys getting to their second preliminary final appearance in a row with James Leake, who joined us in the first hour. The, unfortunately, the girls went down. Uh, they really tried hard against Geelong yesterday, but, um, gee, what a week it's been for them as a, a group. And Very they just did week. well to be out there they yesterday, did, let honest. alone trying to win the game. So uh, thoughts everyone connected with the Devils. I was surprised that it did go ahead there at one stage. Mm. I'm not, not going to lie. It must have been incredibly difficult to go and try and focus on Winning a game of footy, um, I'm sure the events of the last week have, have probably put it in perspective. But yeah, it was a great effort at least to go out and, and honour a former teammate, I guess. 
Uh, TSL footy over the weekend. The Tigers, Kingborough, have booked their ticket directly into the TSL grand final. We're happy about that, Breno. A strong win over North Launceston. Gee, it was a big third quarter. Watch this on the weekend. They just opened it right up. It was really tight. I think um, North might have been leading slightly at half time, top of my head. But, gee, they just blew them you're away. Not, you're not the doing quarter. the comms again? No, I was you're asked to do it. for the grand final, eh? I was asked to do it, but I couldn't. You're doing the grand final? Uh, no. I'm, I'm actually... Uh, ground MC that day, Tim. Are you? Presentations. Yeah, okay. so I can't do both. All right. So if the speaker system doesn't work, are you prepared to sing the national anthem <laughs> like Peter G did? <laughs> yeah. You'll do that or not? Oh, if I have to. I've All got right. a pretty good singing That was voice, commitment. So it was, Absolute wasn't it? Absolute commitment. It was. But it, it's a, like I said, the TSL is tough to call. Clarence beat Kingborough last week. Kingborough beat North Lonnie this week. Clarence and North this week up there. On Sunday too. So how's that? work right so they can't have the the prelim final on a saturday because the ntfa grand finals run at utah stadium which is north lonnie's home ground obviously so well, they're not going to where else could you play you're not going to play it at windsor park well, it's been not. an absolute could you play it after log. the ntfa on the saturday though or friday night because that means they're off a six-day break coming into the grand final that's all right isn't it how many do you want what's 24 not hours fe- not the feedback i got last night well, who from clarence I'm not saying but just clarence saying. probably well or either team. Not saying, Tim. I'm just saying it's. Uh, I don't think it's sitting. Well, well I don't know if you go and play it, If it, it, I mean, if you end up you're playing pretty much day football the whole time, then you go and play a night preliminary final on a Friday. Yeah, or I would have had it a six day break instead of seven. I would have had it after the NTFA. I don't know if that With was the an option on. or not. Meh. I don't yeah. know. I just think it's a slightly different. Is it better than better to have that though than coming off at one less That's day? That's the question. Mm. I'd I'd rather the same time, same colour football, okay, rather than six days. If you know, no, fair do call. it well, you can recover in six days, surely. Fair call. And we're toasting. Who are we tipping in that one? Hey, <laughs> oh, in the prelim, uh, North Lonnie. I think Clarence is playing really well. Clarence though. is playing well. Good. I just can't remember the last time we beat North Launceston up there. It'd be tough to be honest. Is it? And tough. I'm obviously a Clarence man, but yeah. I, I can't remember us beating them up there. So you probably have to lean. Towards North Lonnie, but either way, whoever plays Kingborough the week before, uh, the next, the following week, you'd suggest it's going to be another pretty good game of footy. Yep. At the home of football. The home of footy, the spiritual home of footy. Be careful. People get upset about that when you say the home of football. Why? Because people, some people say it's not. It's the I, home I, of Tassie football, I isn't put, it? I put a post up when I was at the SFL Grand Final last year. I said, good to be here at the home of footy. And I got smashed. What, from the north? Yes. Yep. Well, even if you say it is the home, it's Hobart home of football. It's home of football for us. <laughs> and York Park or wherever is the home of, yes. of Northern footy. Certainly the home of Southern footy. Now we're toasting the Tigers this week. Uh, thanks to the 9-11, your local bottle shop. Choose to drink wise. And the grand final will be played at North Hobart this year. The so footy. big toast to the Tigers. And that's all spelled out right there for me this morning, which is good. What and are we toasting them with? today uh it doesn't say hammer what are we toasting the tigers with nothing What's the just drink toasting of the week? Them, thanks to 9-11 toasting special occasions or unwinding visit your local today at 9-11 your bottle shop and as i said choose to drink wise uh what under all the other grand final winners over the weekend as well we're off to our next break here on the show because we're saving up uh, as North much Hobart, time as we back. can sflw yes the girls did well uh, questions without notice is next. Tim has come in armed this morning. Look out. He's going to have it all for me after this. Sir, and I see you in Tassie Breakfast.
on SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Yes, indeed, uh, where we ask each other a question without notice and we try and give an answer. Sometimes we don't, but Tim, you can start off today. Well, before we do, just get a text in as well. We have got a text um, in here. Don't beat around the bush, boys. North Hobart Oval is the home of Tassie footy. The Tassie, history perhaps. of the ground is immense, and Horry Gorringe would be turning in his grave to suggest otherwise. That's from A.B. Couldn't agree more. Breno, you backed away from it a little bit because well, you copped a little bit of flack. Well, I did. But that's that okay. Smashed. We'll move on to questions without notice. <laughs> Who is your 2023 AFL Coach of the Year? 2023 Coach of the Year. Well, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Adam Simpson. Um, I thought he did a good job with that, him. that rabble of a club you support. <laughs> My Coach of the Year would have to be Adam Kingsley. Yeah, good First one. year, they were good nowhere. One. Three and seven, I think they were at one point. And he's got them into a final series and won the first one. I don't mind that. Tim. And playing a nice brand to watch. They are. They're exciting. Tim, what's your opinion on music being played after goals at grounds like the Gabba and the SCG? It seems to polarise a lot of people. Charlie Cameron kicked one the other night. Country Road came on. By the time they got back to the centre, he kicked another one. It was still going. I like it. I don't mind it. It's just got to be controlled. It's the same at the Big Bash. And when it gets in the way of the game or the game's about to restart, it's got to cut off. But yeah, there's 15, 20 seconds there. Why not play a song and have people it. dancing in the grandstand and singing along to a good tune? What would your song be if you kicked a goal? I don't know. I'd leave that to the DJ. Barbie girl? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't mind. A big bash, it's the same. I like it. AFL, cricket, sport is entertainment. Correct. And so what used to annoy me playing big bash cricket in particular was when you'd be playing at a ground that might have 50,000 people there and then the batter would back away and not face up until the music stopped. Mm-hmm. So, mate, there's 50,000 people singing out and screaming and yelling and you 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 don't face up because there's a song on. So, no, I don't mind it. It's all entertainment. It's the same with the basketball. It's brilliant in between the breaks when there's songs and the chants are going and the MCs like yourself are trying to get crowds in. That's what we want. We want them to be involved. We want yep. them to be having a good time. More good of call. it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Just on the, on the page. Yeah, we too. talked about whether the AFL team, didn't we talk about it, caused a bit of a stir, whether the AFL team should use a different name than the Devils. Oh, we didn't talk too much about that. I'm, I'm reasonably happy with the Devils. But if we had to decide on something else, Brent, what would it be? We spoke more about the jumper than... Yeah, than look, the, I'd uh, go Devils too, but if you want something a little different... Well, my, my uh, super coach, dream team, fantasy team is always called Island State Warriors. Is it? So like Golden State Warriors, you yep. probably wouldn't be able to get the, um, you know. Island State Warriors. Yeah. We could get the be rights the, we to could it, be the My State. My, my State, my state Island Warriors. State. Yeah. I, I like it though. And I'm a bit annoyed because the super coach NBL won't let me have the whole name in there. You've got to have less characters. So I'm annoyed about that. But that's where I'd go. Tim Island State Warriors. There you go. The, would you really though for the footy team? Yep. I know you, you like your... NBL fantasy. It's like West Coast Eagles aren't Perth. We no. And that's a good way of... So we're the Tasmanian Island State Warriors. No, no Tasmania in it. Just oh, Island State Warriors. You would never do that. Well... God, you people, you reckon you cop some stick about North Hobart <laughs> Oval? You leave... Ta- Look, we, you, mate, we you asked me stick for, for an there. alternative, I'll give I you did. one. And I'm telling you, it stinks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, will you be having someone look after your coaching duties at the Strikers like you're having someone else run your NBL Supercoach team? 
No, I'll be doing my job thoroughly at the strikers because I'll have plenty of time on my hands because I have a contract out to someone for my a contract head of basketball, well, my, my general manager of basketball operations. The contract's been sent. Won't be a paid gig. No Won't way. be a paid gig. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid basketball person. Um, high profile, I'll say. Mark Nasher, Anthony Stewart. But it's going to be, obviously, a... Um, it's a secretive deal. There might be some clashes with some other sponsors this person may have. So, But look, I think I'm going to be pretty hard to beat, Brent, with the uh, intel that my head of basketball operations is bringing to the table. Well, together with the Mercury, we're looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise and NBL experiences worth over $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you. Plus, register to win or place to be coached for your chance to win a bonus $2,500. Head to iCanWin.com.au for more details. Our group is called SEN Tassie. The number is 400254. 400254. We'd love to play against you. Anyone can join. And we'd love to see you as part of our group. If we get enough of our listeners honoured, we're going to have to have a new show on a Wednesday. To Might debrief. To. <laughs> Unpack it all. An SEN Tassie Breakout NBL Supercoach <laughs> podcast. Yes. Rap. Hey, um, text in here on the Kia Tassie Open Line too. How can Craig McRae not be coach of the year, Brent? What else does he have to do? Well, he's had a great year. A lot of coaches have, but I've gone and put my neck on the line and picked a guy that was nowhere at the start of the season. His first year, and he's got his team to a final series and won one. So I'm back in, in my man, Adam Kingsley. Thanks for your text, though. Appreciate it, as always, on the Kia Tassie open line. Don't mind it, Brent. Stick to your guns. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, Breno, what will be a tougher sight to see this summer? Darcy Short and I, Hamish obviously wrote that one, <laughs> in striker's colours or Armstrong in a Taipan's jersey? Well, he hasn't played for the Jack Jumpers, has he? No, still tough to watch him. Is it in a Taipans jersey? Why? We love we love him here. Didn't work out for whatever reason, but um, no, I couldn't give a stuff about you in strikers colours. Really? You've you've told us exactly how you feel about well, at that. At least I've worn the, the colours, taken the cash and turned it turned your back on your home state. So you made your choice and you made your bed, Tim, and you can line it happily. Harris Ralph was brought back by the Stars last week and has wreaked havoc with the ball for Pakistan in the Asia Cup. How big of a miss was it from the Hurricanes? Not to get him back in 2019 when he was playing. This is still hard to believe. That's he was playing for Glenorchy in their own but, backyard. But they also got him here in the first place. I mean, there was a, a deal set up with the Lahore Q-Landers mm-hmm. and a bit of a, a swapsy, if you like. So, mm-hmm. so I think some of our players would go there and train and some of theirs would come here and train. And Harris was one of those who came down to Tasmania, trained with the Hurricanes with the hope of getting a contract, played for Glenorchy, and then was somehow missed. I can't remember. I was away then. I was with the test team. But I do remember then, not long after that, our CEO, Nick Cummins, left and went to Melbourne. And then about a week later, (laughs) Harris was on a plane. And then I think the funny thing was, as soon as the the Hurricanes found out that the Stars were going after him, we then tried to come in late. But Harris was already on the plane to Melbourne. So, yeah, huge miss. Huge. Uh, Your favourite Jack Jumpers player, Jordan Crawford asked on Instagram where the best place to go to get pancakes or brunch in Hobart is. Have you given him some advice, Breno? I haven't. Um, pancakes, not sure, but brunch, I love Spencer's in Lindisfarne. You been there? Uh, Are you still on the highway? No. Outstand- I've been there. Yes, I've been there. I have been there. 
But surely if you're going for pancakes, you go to the, the pancake train, the Pancake train at Margate. Of course you do. How did I forget that? Would he be living in Kingston? I would imagine he'd be down there somewhere. He might be above us here, I reckon. <laughs> in the penthouse in Salamanca, I reckon. <laughs> uh, last one for you. Where do you see Benny Boy McDermott in the current Australian white ball setup? He continually performs at BBL level, but also, always seems to be on the periphery for international honours, Tim. Yeah, well, I think that's probably where he is. I think you'll need to have some really strong years, particularly in 50-over cricket, to get back in the mix. He's obviously playing for Australia A at the moment, so that's always um, an opportunity. If you can score some hundreds there, you can go very quickly into calculations for the for the senior team. But, um, yeah, he's obviously if you're playing for Australia A, you're on the radar. He's played some white ball cricket for Australia in the past, albeit in, uh, in the COVID period. Uh, where some guys weren't playing. But obviously, if, you, if you've played a handful of one-dayers and T20s for your country, you're playing for Australia A right now as we speak in the 50-over format, then you are somewhere in their thoughts for the, for the future. And particularly with a World Cup on now, it's likely there'll be a bit of a changing of their guard as soon as this 50-over World Cup. So he's in, a, he's in a pretty good position if he can score some runs in this Australia A series and start the year well for, unfortunately, Queensland. Yes, that'll take some getting used to. That is questions without notice for this morning. We're off to new sport and weather. On the other side of it, we look at our Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. Oh, yes, we like this. So we get to honour some people doing some wonderful things in sport. And we start with our male sports star of the week. Tim, would you like to tell us who it is this week, please? It's Stuart McSwain. It is. McSwain who set an Australian record for the 2,000-metre run, crossed the line in 4 minutes 48 seconds at the Brussels Diamond League, beating Craig Mottram's 17-year-old record, Breno. And unfortunately, it was only good enough to finish third. That's still good, Tim. Well, it's good, but you know, you're breaking a 17-year-old Australian record. It just shows we're probably a little bit off the pace, but we're talking off air. Is he the greatest King Island product of all time. Yes. Better than the cheeses? Yes. You're putting him right up the top? Absolutely. Uh, and he'll be back at it this week, competing at the Diamond League final in the US. Well um, done, Stewie. This weekend. I want him on the show, Hammer. Organise it, please. Uh, it's been too long. Uh, our female sports star of the week, Jasmine White, who enjoyed a busy night at the MPL TAS WSL Awards in Hobart on Saturday night. The Devonport Strikers star, Devonport spelt there. With an E2 hammer. Oh, my Lord. Won the Women's Super League's Best and Fairest Award for the second year in a row. Watch him, he'll change it in a second. She has also <laughs> claimed the Golden Boot Award for the fourth time in her career following an amazing 33-goal season, 21 more than second place. A huge congratulations to Jasmine, and thanks to fan of the show, Lawso White, who nominated her on Instagram. The Lawsonator. 21 more goals than any other player. Not bad. In the league. Not bad at all. Our junior sports star is Ari Schoenmaker, who was massive for the Devils in their Ooh. gutsy win over Gippsland on the weekend. The 194 centimetre, it's a nice size defender, Breno, had 32 disposals, 28 of them were kicks, seven marks, six inside 50s and eight rebound 50s. He was also moved into the ruck at times and kicked a crucial goal just before three-quarter time with his cannon of a left foot boot. It's easy to see why Schoenmaker is arguably considered the best kick in this year's draft. Now, interestingly, this last little bit, Breno, the word out of the devil's camp is that he's using your snubbing, your stubbing, Brent. What is this? 
from his list of likely Tasmanian draftees as motivation Goodness for me. his great form. So you've just written him off. Not at all. And, the, in and fact, as I said, this is hot out of their camp that it's up on the whiteboard. He's got fact, it on his locker before he runs out I on I loved afternoon. his game when I watched him live. But you left him off the draft board. Well... I don't remember that, to be honest. But anyway, uh, our team of the week, the Launceston Tigers, who made a back-to-back Tasmanian Rugby Union premierships over the weekend in dominant style. They destroyed the Taruna Penguins 62-19 in Saturday's decider. A far cry from the nail-binding encounter the two sides had in last year's grand final, which went down to an after-the-siren penalty goal. Well, under the Tigers, this season's Rugby Union. It's got to be one of the great... Set halves of footy, doesn't it? Or rugby. If if you're flogging a team in a grand final, that's just party time. Yes. That would is. be the most enjoyable moment of sport. Yep. I reckon. You're right. No one you got it in the in the bag. That's our Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. If you see someone doing a good job, let us know. Hamish.spence at SCN.com.au. That's the well, he spells email. that right. You can get any feedback to him as well. It doesn't have to be a Tassie Sports Star of the Week. Maybe you could help him with his spelling or his punctuation. That would be fantastic as well. We're off to a can break. Can still smell that in here? It's like, I know we're a sports show, breakfast sports show, but DP. our studio this morning smells like a football change room. Mm-hmm. Why now, is that? Well, it's our man who sets us up every morning, Damon Wise. I think he's gone down with a slight <laughs> lower back slash sciatica issue down the right hamstring. I showed him, I showed him too, some yeah. exercises to fix, but he's come in again, and he absolutely <laughs> reeks of DP. My eyes are watering. I can hardly read the rundown. <laughs> we're off to a break on the other side. We're going to talk to Jess Wooshner, who's doing great things with the Essendon Footy Club in AFLW. That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Make sure you get us on the Kia Tassie open line this morning if you'd like to. 0437 is our text line. We'd love to hear from you. Anything sports related. Tim Payne has just dropped. Didn't I don't drop it. I don't, don't know if this don't is... Don't tell lies, mate. Is this true or not? Are you, are you, you taking We were just pay- talking about our next guest, Jess, yes. and having some skill in other sports, cricket and hockey. Yep. And I said a lot of talented sports people... Mm-hmm. We're good at at multiple sports. It's and very I rare said, they just play one. And you, and being said, very smart and smug, <laughs> sat there and said, oh, what did you play? You yeah. didn't play any other sports. Yeah. Well, that's incorrect. What did you do? I played footy. For Clarence? I played for Cla- I obviously came through Lauderdale, went to Clarence. What yes. what level did you get to with Clarence? I played seniors for Clarence. You played seniors for Clarence? If yeah. anyone can give for I'm, this is news to me, and I okay. feel like I've got a good grasp on local sport. Well, clearly you don't. Obviously not. No. But if that's true, let us know, please, on the Tassie Open Line, 0437 552 do not remember you playing senior. How many games of senior footage did you play for Clarence? One. Okay, well, that's okay. Yeah, you I did. know it is. It's 16. Yeah. And do you know what happened? <laughs> why I didn't play twos? Because on the Monday, I got a phone call from Cricket Tasmania who offered me a contract. Wow. Because they saw you played Probably thought, geez, we're going to miss this. <laughs> 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 Who was in the team at that stage? Oh, there was a few good players. Um, Trent Nichols, Scott yeah. McCullum, um, right. Walter Holm, Nick Davey. A lot of premiership stars. Mm. Nick, Nick Payne. Payne. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's flawed. Strong, I didn't, I knew, Darren Winter was coach. you were a handy football player. I didn't know you'd played a senior oh, game. Look, it's not about me. Let's get Jess on. Yeah, we should. Let's go to our... Because she is a superstar, unlike you. Um, Jess Wooster, who had another great win with Essendon in AFLW yesterday. That's two from two for the Bombers to start season 2023 in AFLW. G'day, Wooster. Hey, how are we this morning? We're going well, thank you. Not as good as you, though, probably. As I said, a hot start for your Bombers. You must be wrapped as you wake up this Monday morning. Yeah, 
<laughs> always, uh, always easy to wake up after a win. So, yeah, we're pretty happy with the start so far. And your first game at Windy Hill, can you tell us about that? must have been special to be at the Bombers' spiritual home. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was an incredible week leading up to, to playing there. We had a lot of Essendon um, legends come through the club and have a chat with us. And, yeah, no, it was a really special moment. And um, it was really awesome to have such a, such a big crowd there as well. It, it felt really amazing. Is that something that's going to happen more going forward? Yeah, I, I believe so. Um you know, I think that um, the product of AFLW is only getting better and better, and I think people are really starting to see that this year, and you can tell that with some of the crowds that are starting to roll out. So, um, Windy Hill is an amazing place to watch footy. Um, the sound in there is just crazy, so I'm sure we'll get lots of fans down. Now, Jess, obviously Essendon are an expansion club as of last season, but it seems to have found success a little quicker than some of the other expansion clubs. What do you put that down to? I think it was just good recruiting in the beginning um, and a lot of hard work put in by the players in the off-season and, and this pre-season and just that belief that, you know, we don't consider ourselves an expansion club anymore. We're here to compete and we really want to push for finals and, you know, I think that's starting to show um, with our games on the field. Hopefully it rubs off on the men's program <laughs> and the recruiting as well. It would be excellent. Um, but the Bombers, Jess, have more Tasmanians on their list than any other club, in, including Brent's premiership tip, the Tassie North Melbourne Kangaroos. Is that something that you're aware of and, and speak about? Yeah, we actually talk about it all the time. Um, there's, there's four of us there and um, we're always like, sort of in our own little group, little Tasmanian group. But, um, Tassie Bombers. Yeah, I think we, we, we poached a few over from um, North Melbourne over the, the last couple of years and, and we've made uh, Tassie uh, to be the Bombers team. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, we get a good bond from, from all being Tasmanian as well. So, no, I love it. Essendon AFLW star Jess Wooshner is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Now, Wush, your footy career has taken you all over Australia, hasn't it? Tassie, obviously, to WA, to Queensland, now Victoria. How are you enjoying Melbourne and, and playing for a big club like the Bombers? It's been an incredible change. I've probably had this pre-season and, and the start of this season has probably been one of my favourites by far. And um, Apart from the cold weather down here, uh, I've really been thriving and enjoying being down here and um, yeah just absolutely loving it uh, Now the Tassie licence has been announced uh, earlier this year is that something that you'd be keen to be involved in going forward? Obviously you'd have to put up with the cold weather back down here as well <laughs> um, uh, You know probably not as a player I think I'll be getting on by then um, but certainly coaching something I'm looking into and um, still wanting to be involved in footy post career so you know, if there was an opportunity to come down and um, help out start that Tassie team, it's certainly something I'd jump at in a heartbeat because, you know, there's nothing like Tassie football. It's just one big community and I love it. Well, Jess, as we said, you moved all over Australia to play your footy. How big will that be for, for local girls and, and women here in Tasmania to be able to stay here and play AFLW footy? Yeah, it'll be huge. It's it's super exciting, not only for the Tassie girls, but also just for the whole community, the whole state. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot of girls that are probably playing in the AFLW at the moment that are going to relish the opportunity to come home and, and play for such a great you know state and a great club. So, um, yeah, it's going to be massive. You touched on there as well, you're semi-interested in coaching. Have you started that process yet? I know you're an AFL double 
AFLW, sorry, original. So how much longer are you looking to, to play for? Uh, as long as the body will allow. And, um, yeah, I don't know how long that'll be, but at the moment, at, at my age, I'm just enjoying every moment. Um, and hopefully that can roll on after this year, but we'll just have to wait and see. But, no, I'm, I'm feeling good at the moment, and I've, I've been starting my cert to in um, coaching, and I've been getting around and doing a bit of coaching locally as well. So... Um, I'm learning from a, a lot of good coaches at the club and um, certainly taking me under their wing. Now, you got a goal yesterday. I saw your celebration. You've been practising those over the off-season as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't had a celebration like that for a few years and it's sort of all, a lot of emotion all came out at once. And, um, yeah, just the, the roar of the crowd in that pocket there at the grandstand just sort of overwhelmed me and I had to go with it. So, no, it was, it was pretty special. Well, we love what you're doing. love watching you go about it too for your new club, Essendon. It was great to see you play well yesterday and all the best for the AFLW season moving forward. Jess Wushner. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. Nice to have Jess Wushner on the show. She is an original of AFLW, as you said, Pony, and doing a wonderful job. Uh, superstar premiership player, of course, and great to see her doing good things at the Essendon Footy Club. A couple of texts in here on the Kia Tassie open line. 223 senior games between John, Tim, and Nick Payne. John played one, Tim played one, and Nick 221 <laughs> games. Who would that be from, you reckon? I don't know. I reckon <laughs> don't I don't. Give him any credit. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Need a Young Sports Star of the Week awarded in retrospect for a couple of young lads from the Lauderdale Junior Cricket Club from 1996. Clearly ahead of the, their time before T20 arrived. He had a staggering, <laughs> unbeaten partnership of 93 True. off 24 balls. Who's True. that from, I do Tim? remember that. I don't know who that's from, but uh, maybe the partner I was batting with that night, potentially. Ah, very good. <laughs> very good. All right, we're off to our final break of the morning. Back to wrap up the show next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Five minutes away from 9 o'clock. Don't forget the great man, Jared Waitley, on after us. And he'll be fired up this morning after a big opening round of finals. Tim, a text in here on the Kia Tassie open line. What about a retrospective Tassie team of the week? Maybe. Hawthorne beating Fitzroy by 25 goals at North Hobart Oval in 1991. Do we need another category? <laughs> Might have to. A retrospective awards week, Hamish. Mm. Had two come in in the last couple of minutes, so... What listeners. is the greatest Tasmanian team of all time? Your Shield team would be up there. Yep. The 1990 State of Origin team would be up there. What for? Beating a four-string Victoria. Oh, come on, Tim. One of the great days in Tassie footy. It was, but let's be realistic. A fourth-string team? I didn't see Gary Ablett down there, did you? No, Gary wasn't there. Who? who would? Oh, come on, Tim. Don't be like that. No, it was an amazing day, but, you know, okay, it, it well, wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the first Victorian team. Was it? The, no, it wasn't. Thank you. What are the other options there? Oh, definitely the Shield team. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a good question. Probably a great a bit question. Of That's research. a good one for our listeners for Friday. Text, Text in. in your greatest ever Tasmanian sporting team. Mm. Islanders won the WNBL 1991, yep. I think. 91, the, the 90 state of origin was an amazing day. Yeah. Amazing day. It's probably the best sporting day. Launceston won the NBL too back in the day, nineteen early nineteen eighties, I think it was, or late seventies, early eighties. Well, there we go. There's an early start for Friday's texting. Tasmania's Definitely. best ever sporting team. What's on for your week? Um, very little, Brent. Quiet week. Obviously, been away a little bit, so I'm just having a quiet week, which I like to do. Week on, week off. Good. Um, 
might get to some footy over the weekend, but that's we'll chat about it on Friday, yeah. won't we? Yeah, we will. Charlie Payne's birthday today, yes. so I'll spend the day with him this morning. Spend the day with him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the day, spend the day, with, day him with him from this, this morning. This, from this morning, that's yeah. better. As I said, we're going down to Margate. We'll take him down to the Pancake Train. Nice. If you want an autograph this morning, that's where Tim Payne will be from, what, 10 o'clock? Go and line oh, up. Oh, 9.30. Now, be there. speaking of autographs, Friday morning you'll be signing lots of them because we'll be down at Kia. You've got your bowling batting challenge. You're going to be facing up to some of Hobart's Bowlers out there that like to, to uh, have a go at you, and there's prizes to be won. We'll be there from 7 till 9. You need to book your spot, though. Look on our social well, media. Well, ideally book your spot, but if you don't, don't worry about it. Just turn up, call me out, and I'll I'll face up anyone. Doesn't matter. Roll in any time from 7 to 9. In fact, I'll probably be there at 6.30. So 630? if you want to get in early and warm up, then let's do it. I'll be there from 6.30 till quarter past 9. So roll in any time you like. Prizes to be given away through anyone that can knock me over. I'm sure we can... Rustle up some tickets, Brent. I don't know if we have yet, but just for people to come down and try. Jack Jumpers tickets, Hurricanes tickets. <laughs> Listen to you. Just that's on, that's on you, Hamish. Prizes. Get that sorted. <laughs> now, speaking of Hamish, in the run sheet here, it says wrap-up show, and it says Tim was very comfortable. Wh-, and then doesn't say anything else. So I'm not sure what he was going to go with there, but he stopped writing. Well, he knows because he got the look early, didn't he, <laughs> with his social media well, stuff at the minute. Yeah, if you want to have a look at our social media account of some of Tim's Best work, and he. To be fair, the great man put it out there this morning that he does have have a fear of reading in front of others, and Hamish has extracted the urine out of him um, on social media, uh, which I didn't. I didn't like to be honest. So that's a bit. Oh, weird, I think there's a line, you know, and when I confess a fear to my mates, absolutely, and our listeners, and then for someone to go and yeah. Basically, take the mickey out of me is a bit a bit upsetting. How about this? Link's dad kicked seven three that day for Hawthorne in that when, when Fitzroy got an absolute drilling. Wow! He kept seven that quiet, three. Link. Very nice. Well, that's another big show here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're back on Friday morning, seven to nine at Kia in Hobart. Come down and have a bowl at Painey and try and knock the great man over. We'd love to see you there. Until then, have a great week. We'll catch you Friday morning. We're toasting Sam with a Willie Smith Bond Drive.